helping organizations win one veteran at a time. This is the Greencastle Podcast, and now your host, Dan Roberts. This individuality stuff is a bunch of crap. There's a reason why. A master of innovation. The key to this growing is you. Any rational person would give up. I can't disagree with that. Make sure that we're not prisoners of our own experiences. You need a team of great people. We'll not tolerate a loser. What they need is a common vision. Hello and welcome to the Greencastle Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. Over the last couple weeks, we've been going over Greencastle's guiding principles. Week one was service. Week two was adaptability. This week, we're going over loyalty, and we have Greg Mansker in the studio with us. It was a great interview. Greg's a really, really knowledgeable guy. Uh, comes from years and years of executive leadership. Uh, he's been a CEO for something like 14 years. He was a vice president before that. Um, so there's just a depth of knowledge that this man has. Um, I also consider him a mentor of mine, um, and he's a good friend. Greg does take our definition of loyalty and expands it just a little bit, so pay attention to that. I've listened to this interview multiple times just through editing it and getting the sound levels correct, and folks, every time I listen to it, I'm learning something new. So if you have to, listen to it multiple times, take out a pen and paper, take some notes. Uh, I really think it's going to provide a lot of value for, for, for you veterans that are looking for jobs, but also for you hiring managers that are potentially looking to hire a veteran. Greg is coming from the standpoint of having never served in the military himself, but he's had family members serve, and he's actually worked in defense contracting. So he's no stranger to hiring veterans. Uh, a lot of meaningful insights really coming from him, and I really wanted this interview to be from the standpoint of somebody who has not been in the military, but who knows that the military does provide value. So I'll get out of the way so you can listen to this interview. I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right, folks, uh, I have Greg Mansker here in the Greencastle studio with me today. And it's, uh, Greg, it's an awesome honor to have you here. Um, I know I just contacted you recently about doing this. Um, but for you folks listening at home, Greg uh, has come from an extensive history of executive leadership in organizations. He is most recent, he was the uh, CEO of the Americas, of the largest baby product manufacturing company in the world. Um, he has a doctorate from Villanova. Uh, again, I can't speak highly enough about his credentials and where he's coming from, but we're coming from the perspective of a hiring manager and a civilian hiring manager in hiring veterans. So, so we'll get kicked off here, Greg. Uh, again, I really appreciate you being with us. Um, can you just give us a brief uh, introduction, a brief bio of your, of your career? Sure. Uh, actually, I'm a lawyer by training, so when you mentioned doctorate, it's not Dr. Mansker. It, it's, I'm a lawyer, so it's a Juris Doctor. But I, um, that's my background. That's how I started out. I, I, I practiced law in-house, in corporate environments for uh, nine years. And then I went into uh, export business, marketing. And the last 14 years, I've been uh, in a CEO role of uh, several companies. Excellent. Very good. And, and folks, these companies are, are, are very well-known companies. 
um, in his last role, uh, was companies such as Evenflow Children's Products. Uh, most of you, you know, it's a household name brand. Just if you have kids, you know that name brand. Um, so he comes from being a, a vice president earlier on at Graco Children's Products. Again, another household name brand if you have kids. So these are these are huge organizations that actually provide um, valuable products for, for for parents and for kids alike. Um, so yeah, that's that's great. I mean, I, again, I really appreciate that. Do you do you have any military in your family? Well, my my father was uh, was a veteran. I have a nephew who served in Afghanistan, and then you know, in our family history. Uh, uh, a number of people have been in the military. Okay, so you're no stranger to veterans. You're no, no, no stranger. And, I, and I've worked with veterans a lot in my career. So while I'm not a veteran myself, I've been around uh, people, former military people, a lot. Okay, excellent. Now, do you, have you ever had any decision in hiring a veteran? Any any decision making in actually hiring them? Many times. Okay, and recommend or not? Well, and. I think in your uh, the write-up that I was looking at, as you mentioned, every individual is different. So in some cases, yes, recommend. Other cases, no, but usually for a specific reason. Okay, no, and that's and that's totally understandable because, folks, you've heard us on the if you've been listening to these podcasts, you've heard us say many times that um, a, a veteran is extremely valuable, but. All veterans are different. Well, it's still, it always um, has to be a fit. It has to be the right fit you know, in terms of skill set, etc. cetera. Uh, being a vet, while it's no slam dunk, being a veteran gives you at least two advantages. One, I've, I've always viewed it as, okay, here's somebody who served our country. I'd like to give this person a little extra chance if I can. And then secondly, you make some assumptions about their gen- at least their general skill set, if not even their specific skill set. Okay, and we'll get into that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have uh, yeah. Um, so so this this uh, this episode is geared toward loyalty, and we've been going through our guiding principles as Greencastle, um, and loyalty is uh, is our third guiding principle, and and we define it here at, at Greencastle as strict adherence to performance of duty, uh, in a reliable and faithful manner. Um, so Greg, do you do you view loyalty? As an important trade in folks that you're going to hire. Right. Let me, let me uh, just back up a second here, because when I first saw that word, I, I was struggling a little bit before I read your definition, because sometimes loyalty is not always a good thing. You're loyal to something that's not a good cause. For example, that's not positive, but when I read your definition, um, you can attach tangibles to that. And, in other words, the, the duty and the um, you know, getting the job done. So that made it a little bit easier. So the way I, the way I'm looking at this is elaborating on what that me, what your definition would mean to me specifically. Okay, excellent. Um, so, so then you've got an extensive history of of executive leadership. Um, can you give our audience, specifically the veterans in our audience? Um, an explanation of why you think loyalty is so important, um, and can you give examples of people that have you know been loyal to that cause or, or something or exemplify loyalty? Well, the greatest compliment I could ever give to an employee is that I or or the team assigns a task, and you don't have to even think 
about whether it's going to get done because it's almost like my wish is your command and, and it just and it just gets done so again when I looked at your definition I started I started coming up with words to describe that in a tangible format so for example reliability again that goes to give somebody a job to do and you're you're confident in that reliability that the job's going to get done predictability um, you don't want to have to wonder or guess at the way somebody is going to respond to a situation or uh, uh, behave in, a, in, a, in an awkward um, circumstance. You, predictability is extremely, extremely important. And then a methodical, uh, a methodical approach to tasks and getting the job done. And, and I'm assuming, again, I'm not a veteran, you are, and your audience is, I'm assuming in your, in your training, whether it's basic training and, and post-basic training that, and, and just in the command and the leadership that you're experiencing in your career in the military, that an approach to things, a methodical approach, and, some, and, uh, and again, another uh, word that goes with that is structure. So there's uh, logical approach and structure and methodical um, arrangement of getting jobs done. Sure, and you are absolutely correct. The the officer, the military officers have what we call the military decision making process, um, and it's just a step by step methodical way of of making a decision. Um, and if you're if you're a, a senior manager, those things are very important to you because I don't have to I don't have to uh, explain I don't have to elaborate on this to you or your audience, but. You hit and miss when you make you, I've made some great hiring decisions, and I've made some awful, terrible hiring decisions. And um, you get a lot of people who are just not, uh, not fit for the job or not dedicated to the job. And so when you can, when you can make, make assumptions about the way somebody will be interact in a position in a way they will perform the job that is such a great advantage it's just one it's just one less headache and one less less thing to worry about sure absolutely so experience you've had in hiring military do you find this to be the loyalty to be a trait that's typically found in military in military veterans well again defining you know taking your definition elaborating a bit more with with you know what i've just said and and i and a couple other points here too uh, finishing jobs to completion. I consider that part of this. I would add that to this definition. And then, again, this this concept of having confidence and not having to worry every minute what this person is doing or, or uh, whether they're using their time wisely or following the plan that we've set out. So um, generally speaking, yes, I found, again, forgetting about specific skills, skill sets that, you know, you may have learned computers or you may have learned, like I think in your case you were a project manager at one mm -hmm. point, taking, putting that aside for a moment and just talking about your general approach to the work world and what your job is, I, my experience has been very positive. Uh, it's not 100%, but nothing is ever 100%. You know, I've had a, I've had a couple situations that were less than positive, but generally speaking, I've had a very good experience, which would, pr again, prompt me back to that 
Um, every individual is different, but being a veteran, I think, gives you two one-ups, and that is, again, for me, the service to the country means something to me, but secondly, that I'm going to make an assumption that based on your training and your experience, uh, regardless of what it was you specifically did in the military, I'm going to make some assumptions about how you were going to perform the job. Again, I haven't been right 100% of the time, but I've been right most of the time. Sure. Sure. That's, that's actually an excellent answer. And folks, I want you to kind of really focus on that. Um, focus on, on, what he was just explaining that, yes, you do provide value as a veteran because of your service, um, uh, but, but more than that, you do provide value also because of, uh, again, all of, the, all of the, the additions to the definition of loyalty that Greg is adding, because these are all absolutely perfect and ab- absolutely correct. And again, it's not going to be across the board. So if you're a, if you're a civilian hiring manager, maybe listening to this podcast, uh, you still need to do your due diligence when looking for a new employee, just because just because uh, a person has served in the military doesn't necessarily make him the right fit for a job. Um, but but again, just not discounting the fact that he ha- he he is a veteran. Um, but again, like I said, do the due diligence to understand where that person is coming from and the background skill set that that person has. Um, so. In your mind, um, and I know you've actually worked with veterans quite a bit in the past, uh, we were talking before the podcast, and I, and I learned something about you that you were in defense contracting for a while. So coming from that perspective, what can, what can veterans do better? Um, is, there, is, is there anything that just stands out to you that you say, you know, I've worked with a lot of veterans, and, and across the board, they can really, they can really do better at this Interview in process. the interviewing process, I would, if, if I were sitting in that position, I would, I would make a, a strong emphasis on these points because they're so universal. Again, the reliability, the predictability, the methodical approach to getting your job done, the structure, finishing the job, and, and again, I'm not trying to be cliche here, but headache-free. When I give you a job, I don't have to think about it anymore. It's going to get done. Sure. And I don't have to keep coming back to you and nagging or, or worrying that it's going to be half, halfway done. So in interviewing, if, if I were a veteran, I would be pointing out those general traits aside from my specific skill set, and I would I'd be pushing that agenda very, uh, you know, very assertively because that matters to all employers. It doesn't huh. matter who you are. You, those are the kind of things you're looking for out of any kind of an employee. Right, folks, you heard that. Uh, I mean, that's coming straight from a civilian hiring. Is somebody who's done a lot of hiring. Um, veterans focus on those points. That, that that's some of the best information I've heard from a from a civilian from a civilian hiring manager. That's that's absolutely perfect. And I, I don't want to hijack your definition. I have already done that. But just taking your specific definition of loyalty. Which, again, I think sometimes loyalty, you get the wrong idea about that, so you got to be careful when you use that word because it can be loyal to something that's not good. But loyal to your job, in your definition, you talk about uh, performing uh, the duty and uh, reliability and faithful. I mean, it all plays into the same thing that I'm talking about. So reliability, there's no, there's no substitution for that. 
Excellent. Yeah, again, folks, that is absolutely perfect. If you have to rewind that for the past couple of minutes and listen again, take some notes, um, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the absolute value added to your interview process. And, and depending on the person, again, I have the orientation that just because you're, an, you're a veteran, in my subconscious or conscious, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt if it's, you know, uh, all things equal. Not necessarily all people think that way, not because they're being negative, but, you know, maybe they're totally, totally objective and they're not going to let any bias play in no matter what. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't rest on the fact that I'm a veteran, but rather the skills that I learn, general or specific, I would push that agenda so hard in an interview. And as I'm sure your audience, you, you yourself know, how you interview often ends up the the Sadly, because sometimes there's a good candidate but doesn't interview well and he doesn't get the job. But how, So how you interview is so important. And I think making those, making, um, those points clearly could, could give your, your uh, audience a, a, a strong uh, advantage when they're interviewing against other candidates. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that candor. That's... Uh... Again, I couldn't have asked for a better answer. And, folks, I'm not leading these questions on. This is just 100% conversation coming straight from Greg. Now do you want to know where the gotcha is? Or Absolutely. Okay. Please. There is one gotcha, and this, this goes back to my days working in defense contracting. I worked almost everybody in that business was ex-military. And uh, this goes back. A lot of these guys were Vietnam. Uh, that era and and some earlier than that because this is going back now I'm dating myself I'm going back this is the 1980s and um, the gotcha and I think this is this is can be a kiss of death when it comes to interviewing you don't want to come across as being inflexible because again if you're trained in a particular manner even in your home the way your parents trained you when you were growing up you're in school or how you um, how you um, carried yourself when you're in, in your military experience, if you come across as inflexible and not um, capable of, of learning new things, applying new ideas, interacting with other people, that is the kiss of death. And I think, and I'm, I'm just being honest here, I don't have this view, but I, I think there are other people who sometimes do, and probably innocently, it's not malicious, they think that if you're in the military, Maybe you have an inflexible orientation, which I think it's very important to, to make sure, first of all, that it's not true. Secondly, that you don't come across as presenting yourself that way. And I've seen that happen before, and I've actually experienced it as a, as a manager and as a colleague um, working with people in the past. Well, this is the way we did it in my, you know, you know uh, General So-and-so, this is the way he had us doing things, and by God, this is the way we're going to do it. And that that is that doesn't come across real well. Sure, sure. Again, folks, this is this is <laughs> I can't ask for better answers than this because this is telling you veterans exactly what to do and exactly what not to do and and, and how not to come across. Because I, I'll be honest, as as a as a veteran myself, um, knowing a lot of veterans, obviously, just inherently in it. Um, I can see easily where we could come across that way. I could see easily where we could come across as uh, having the inflexible answers, um, and that's it's perfect. Be uh, be moldable. Um, 
that's great. So Greencastle here is, is clearly committed to hiring veterans because our entire workforce are veterans. Most employers nowadays are also committed uh, in some way, shape, or form to hiring veterans. They have a veteran hiring program or whatever. Um, what's one thing, and again, this is, this is perfect, is there anything else you want veterans to know or understand when they're applying? Um, again, like I said, with most companies having that commitment to veterans, is there, is, is there just any, anything else that you would like for them to, to know or understand? Well, I think it's impossible to know too much or be too good at what you do. What's my point? I think improving your skill set, your specific skill set, not what, not these general traits, but your specific skill set, your credibility, your credentials should always be working in that direction and not rest on, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a good performer, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's not good enough because with so, especially now with the internet, you have so many candidates for a specific job, you really want to put yourself toward the top, get yourself on the short list I think making sure that you're just not resting on your past, but you're improving that skill set, the specific skill set, you're um, brushing up your credentials, your credibility, your contacts, you need to be active at that, on that all the time. Okay, perfect. So, so in addition to that, are you, are you then saying, um, speaking of contacts, are you saying the networking that you're doing, is that, is that part of it? The networking, I, I'm assuming the audience, uh, the main takeaway from this that they want is how to improve their chances of... Well, absolutely, yeah, but but also from the civilian perspective, how, you, you know, what what are to look yeah, for get, in a veteran. Getting, get, you know, getting out there and, and, and knowing what's going on out there and making contacts, definitely, you know, uh, LinkedIn, whatever it might be. Sure. Know, and making sure that you've got your... Uh, your name and your credentials out there relative to opportunities and because you, you know what it's like when you're looking for a position you got to chase 50 to find one mm-hmm. so absolutely and, and and i'll say in addition to that um and this is kind of a kind of a candid question here um I know coming from the job hunt, transitioning from military to to um a regular a regular job um I turn my I turn my resume in. This is this is we're dating myself back a few years. Um, turn my resume in to probably uh, I don't know probably two hundred employers, and I, I heard back so many times that I was overqualified for a job based on my military experience. Is that just something hiring managers tell people, or, or I mean, is it really a valid argument that, that veterans sometimes tend to be or, or can seem? according to their resume, overqualified for something based on the experience that they have? Well, I haven't had that specifically, but I know what happens a lot of times is people create a resume, and it's like a one-size-fits-all resume. If you're really interested in something, a position, an opportunity, that resume, and especially the cover letter, and the first interaction with a potential employer should be keyed specifically to that opportunity. And um, and should be um, adjusted accordingly, you know. Sure. So 
I'm not suggesting you be disingenuous about it. But sure. If you're concerned about that, then you address the specific worries that you have about how you might be viewed. And again, if you are fortunate enough to actually get an interview, then you deal with that consideration in the interview. And a lot of times, even in my my own personal situation, when I've been talking to people about um, like a career change or a new position, I always end it with, you know, because there have been a couple of times where maybe I, I my comp level was a little higher than what I was looking at because I wanted to make a change and, and I didn't mind taking a step back. Um, I would make the point, look, this is where I am, but I'm very realistic. If I think it's a very good opportunity, I'm willing to make some adjustments somewhat backward in my own mind because I think the long-term goal is worth sure. what, what I'm trying to pursue. Excellent. So, so yeah, so tailoring, tailoring your resume and cover letter. Tailoring it, right, and being open-minded and having, and again, if you get an interview and, and uh, indeed a second and a third interview, you have the opportunity to continue refining that and, and dialing down and drilling down to what it is exactly you want to do and what, how badly you want to be in that organization and what sure. it takes to persuade them. Again, Excellent. I'm not suggesting you be disingenuous and say things that aren't correct, but... Everything is about how it gets presented, right? Sure. And I think that's good. Uh, Provided it's true. Right, absolutely. You, there's nothing wrong with putting your best foot forward. And I think that's some good advice, especially, again, for the veterans, because I think I was in that, I was in that category of the one-size-fits-all resume. Um, and I think putting a little bit of extra time forth and, and creating a resume, finding an industry that you want to be in and creating an, a resume tailored toward exactly what you want to be doing. Well, if you're chasing 100 opportunities, you can't realistically do that. But let's say you are chasing 100 opportunities because you need a job badly. You know, you got a timing situation, you need an income, you have a family, whatever situation might be. Of the 100 opportunities... Certainly, you can pick five or even ten that are seriously interesting to you, and those are the ones that you should take the time to tailor, learn something about the company, um, try to uh, discern what might be hot buttons for them, important important considerations, and drive a truck through that window. Okay, man, that's that's absolutely awesome, awesome advice. Um, okay, so. Is there anything then in that in that case? We're, we're talking a lot to veterans here, which is great, and that's kind of what this is geared toward. But we're also gearing it toward the hiring managers. Is there anything you want would like for anything else in general that you would like for hiring managers to know when they are interviewing a veteran? Well, again, it goes back to how I've uh, hijacked your loyalty definition, sure. where I'm talking about the reliability, predictability, methodical orientation, structure. All these things are so important, particularly these days where businesses, competition is worse than it's ever been, particularly in my area of consumer packaged goods. So getting the job done and not having surprises. When I say predictability, really it's the other side of the coin that's so important. I don't like surprises, and it's not good for your life expectancy as a CEO or a senior manager when you're constantly getting surprises from your team. So that whole concept of predictability, I, I would encourage, if, if, if one of my buddies were to call me and say, hey, I'm looking at a couple candidates and one of them is a veteran, 
I would make these points to them and say, well, if, if indeed, like me and most other people, you're looking for a predictable, reliable structure, at least you know they come from that background, you know, what they would have picked up in the military. Now, again, each individual is different. You might get a dud. You can get duds anywhere, right? Sure. So you, get, you, got, you need to interview properly and make sure you're getting somebody who's a, who's a, who's a good player, but at least from an initial assumptions point of view, you can count at least there was that in this person's background, you know, provided they had their career in the military had a happy ending. That's a good point, to, to, to make sure the career had a happy ending. Um, well, and again, I think it's important to find out, okay, so what did you actually do when you were in the military? That gets sure. to a specific skill set. Sure. And, and I, I haven't talked much about that, but to me that's also important. You know, does the person have a strong computer um, background? Because uh, a lot of times, you know, it used to be, I guess, in the olden days, it was more about can you shoot a gun straight, et cetera, et cetera, or can you run a tank? Well, now with the high-tech thing, skills that you may have picked up, uh, and not just Navy, Air Force in terms of electronics and data and such, but I, I suppose Army, Marines, Absolutely. everyone, Coast Guard, the whole, the whole gambit. Um, try to figure out what this person learned and how useful it is to what you want the person to do in your company. Excellent. Very good. Where can our audience connect with you? Yeah, I'd be happy to um, chat with somebody. I mean, I, I can, you know, I can give them my email address and. Perfect. Yeah, if, folks. Yeah. If you want, if you ever need anything from Greg, if you have any questions, whatever. Again, he's extensive background in in, in executive leadership, in uh, again defense contracting. Um, just contact us here at podcast at greencastleconsulting.com and I'll forward your information on to him and he can contact you directly. Um, again, I appreciate that. And I'm sure, and I'm sure our audience appreciates that as well. Um, yeah, you never know when an opportunity may arise. And so you live, you get to be as old as I am, you know, a lot of people. So I'm always, uh, over the years when somebody would call me, I typically take these kind of calls because, I mean, even if somebody calling me to see if I'm interested in a position and I'm not, I still take the call because I may know somebody who would be interested in a position. You know, I can make a, a connection. I like making connections, so, and I like giving advice in my old age. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to chat with somebody if they want to connect. Sure, excellent. I can be of some value. Well, Greg, thanks so much for joining us. This has been an Awesome, awesome conversation. I, I think it's going to provide so much value to, to both uh, veterans and hiring managers alike. Um, again, I really appreciate your time, Greg. Thank you. Well, thanks for inviting me. Well, that was my interview with Greg Mansker. Again, thanks for joining us this week. If you'd like to know more about Greencastle, the website is greencastleconsulting.com. We have a lot of information on there. Uh, just check it out. Uh, also, do us a favor, subscribe to this podcast, leave us maybe a good review if you like what you're hearing, um, and we'll get this out to as many veterans and hiring managers as we possibly can. Again, thanks for joining us. Join us again in a couple of weeks for our deep dive into leadership. Have a good week. Have a good week.